0: Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. It's real.
1: Hello, promoters, and welcome to episode 136 of the Uncharted Territory podcast. We are back this week uh, with another one of our regular types of episodes. We'll be taking a look at some Champions of the Galaxy fan club history with the next issue of the Super Report. Uh, but before we get into the Super Report, let's look at our super panel that's here tonight. Uh, we have uh, two of our other regular members here with me. On, I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm Corey Olson. I'll be leading the leading the show tonight. And along with me, uh, first of all, let's go to Buffalo, New York, and Tim Dalton. Tim, what is going on in Buffalo this evening? Hi, Corey, if that really is you.
2: I not, think it not, is. Not introducing yourself.
1: It, it, uh, might, it
2: might be an AI version of me. There, it could be. You never know. It's taken over the world. Uh-huh. It's the chat GPT Corey Olson. Little, let's create a host to host a podcast about this game. <laughs> in the end, that's what we got. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) Uh, Things here in Buffalo are fine. It was 72 degrees today. Uh, Very nice. Looks like we're going to have highs in the low 70s and high 60s for the next week or two. So that or week or 10 days. So that's good. Um, Biggest problem is we had we've got some unhealthy air quality here. Uh, There's there's a lot of wildfires in Canada and the smoke is drifting down into the U.S. and creating problems with the air quality, uh, proving once again, nothing
1: good ever comes from Canada. So. Um, but other than that, everything here in Buffalo is great. Well, that's great to hear, Tim. Uh, and I should mention as well, the weather here in Maplewood and Twin Cities area, uh, kind of similar, a little bit warmer. Uh, we actually got up to about 90 today and I think even higher yesterday. Uh, very humid. Uh, we too are feeling the the effects of the the wildfires. A lot of signs on the highways about uh, air quality and reducing trips if possible. And uh, very dry here right now and would definitely use some rain. Uh, that would be nice to, to get some of that soon. Well, let's travel over to Virginia and Stu Lowry. Stu, what's new in Virginia? Well, we're having, we're in the middle of this kind of delightful
0: weather pattern, at least for June in Virginia. It was low 80s. And more importantly than that, the humidity levels have not creeped up yet. I mean, that's going to happen any day now. And we're going to have 90 degree days and 80% humidity from here on. But so far, we've managed to avoid the high humidity and the temperatures have been bearable. And we've got uh, more of the same expected. We too are getting the haze from Canada. Uh, it was uh, very hazy today with all the smoke that has drifted down via the jet stream so that's a pretty bad fire, but uh, it was otherwise a very pleasant day weather
1: wise. Well that's good to hear and nice to have some pleasant temperatures uh well my brother chad is not here with us tonight he is in wisconsin i believe for another one of his financial aid conferences i think this is a, the equivalent of Galacticon for the financial aid midwestern world uh but uh but joining us we do have uh two of our our regular guests uh let's go to michigan first of all and the self-professed true star of uncharted territory of course another reason chad can't be on this episode if this guy's here matt dickendesher how are you tonight
3: Good. The presence of Mark and I more than makes up for Chad's absence. I mean, <laughs> we don't need him anyway. Wow, on that we can agree. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh, a little mild here the last couple of days after being scorching hot last week. We were at, uh, near record highs, and now uh, I think tomorrow we're at a near record low. So it's kind of a nice, uh, calm, cool week to close out the school year instead of uh, dying in heat. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's a nice, 60 ish degree evening and talking some club galactic with some of my favorite people
1: very good we're glad you're even you Mark, to spend... even, Mark milk, even Mark. Wow. Tonight. wow wow <laughs> oh well um yeah that's good good to hear Matt. thank you thank you for for joining us we appreciate that and as as mentioned before you kind of heard his voice a minute ago the founder of club galactica and the super part mark ashby mark what is new in your new home of west virginia i suppose not as new anymore but hey, like a year how many months we've we been here about 15 months i guess
0: at this oh, point,
4: is it almost
2: yeah. heaven west virginia? it is
4: it's well it's hazy like uh Steve was saying but you know the mountains really are very pretty here uh hmm. that is about the only reason most people would want to come to West Virginia, that and, you know, partying at WVU, which is like the top party school in the country, depending really? on the survey you believe. Yeah. Of like oh. the major schools. Yeah. OK. Uh, they, if, all you have to Lexica do is 2025,
3: say, West Virginia. There you go. Morgantown would be great <laughs> for it. This,
4: I would say batten down your couches because all you have to say in Morgantown is, you know, couch fire and everybody knows. Oh, yeah, we got another couch fire out in the street <laughs> uh, after, you know, just any basic basketball team win, probably. Anyway, uh, but no, it's it's been quite pleasant here. Uh, kind of like Stu, I'm glad that the humidity hasn't hit yet. I don't know that we'll get, we, we do, we're kind of in a valley here. So, you know, the humidity does hit us a little more than in some other places where they're more mountainous in West Virginia. But yeah, I can't complain. Uh, I mean, a little bit of rain would be nice, but uh, our yard tends to turn into a bit, parts of it tend to turn into a bit of a swamp uh, mm-hmm. when that happens. So, you know, just a day or two a week would be fine with that. Sure, sure.
1: Okay. Well, we're glad to have the, our panel here tonight for another uh, super report recap. But before we get to that, uh, a couple of uh, news and notes here. Um, you know, a lot of promoters were expecting maybe an announcement of a, of a new character for one of the upcoming sets. Nothing this week, as, as, at least as the time is we are recording. We're recording on Tuesday night, June 6th. Uh, so nothing new. Um, but Stu, Tim, Chad, and I have seen uh, a couple of the inks for the upcoming uh, Tregos Thez Hall of Fame 4 set and uh you know we've had the announcement of course of the great malenko and we saw his art already uh but some of the other uh new names in the set we've seen their their black and white inks and looking pretty good so far um obviously... here's some name. um <laughs> davy g davy g. <laughs> yeah. davy g fred
4: pete
2: phil <laughs> now What's you're gonna to explain
4: for? it to the audience
1: never mind i'll, I'll... I'll do great. it my shout outs yeah sweet Oh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you no know, looking looking good so far uh, with what we've seen. Um, you know, Stuart, you know, obviously we can't give away anything on the names yet. Uh, I'm guessing maybe this Friday, maybe we'll get a colorized uh, drawing and, and the first or the second name technically to be announced. But Stu, any any thoughts you want to give right now? Uh, no, other than I'm pretty amped up for this set and I'll just
0: leave it for that. Um, leave it at that. I'm loving what I'm seeing so far.
1: Yeah. Um, I worked on uh, two of the characters in the last couple of days and I uh, shouldn't say characters, real life wrestlers, um, but and finished kind of finishing up their stats. They're two of the ones whose inks we saw. And uh, I'm really excited to get to get their cards in my hand. Tim, any other thoughts?
2: I uh, know, you know, I've, I've kind of I've finished up one of the ones that I was assigned and I'm, I'm kind of uh, in the middle of working on the other, um, you know, but uh, no, I think so far so good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's all coming together, man. It's all coming together.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think promoters are going to be pleased with the uh, the names that'll be announced in the coming weeks beyond the great Malenko. And uh, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we previewed the George Tregos Luthes Hall of Fame weekend, uh, which will be uh, held in conjunction with Galacticon in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. And we had the announcement, the TNT Hall of Fame had the announcement of this year's Hall of Fame inductee. And that will be none other than Gary Albright. Uh, I remember Gary Albright from his time in the UWFI, uh, some of those uh, shows that were shown on, on, in the U S on tape delay, kind of those mini pay-per-views. Um, and of course, somebody, uh, it, may, it might've been, I don't think it was Pete Fusco, but somebody posted a, a highlight reel of Al- Albright with his suplexes and everything on the discussion board. Uh, so check that out. If you haven't seen it, if you're not familiar with Gary Albright, but this is a real cool name. And I want to emphasize to champions of the galaxy promoters, that does not mean he is signed for the game yet. Uh, but, you know, no, no guarantee of anything. This is just for the event itself. He is being inducted and honored this year. Of course, he he passed away early in life, uh, tragically in the ring, uh, working for his his family, the um, the Samoans, um, I believe it was one of Afa's shows uh, in the late 90s. Uh, but yeah, just such a great talent check out the clips of him suplexing Vader. It's amazing. And uh, just some really cool stuff. Uh, Tim, I think you were kind of a fan of the UWFI. Uh, any thoughts on Gary Albright? He, he just, he was one of those guys who was a badass and he looked like a badass too. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. a guy that if you met him,
2: you'd be like, you know, this is a guy I'm not going to screw around with. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I was a fan of his work. I mean, didn't more, more, I think in, in probably Japan than, than the U S cause he, I don't think he was ever really like a high profile name in the U S. No. Um, but, uh, but I think he's, he's a great honoree. And I mean, he had a great career at, uh, was it Nebraska?
1: Yes. Yes. I was going to mention as it. an yes. amateur mm-hmm.
2: yep. um, and used to wear the, I I believe he used to wear the singlet in the ring as well. Correct. So. Yep. Yep. So uh, looking, looking forward to, uh, to, to seeing, uh, uh, you know, who comes to to accept the award for him and induct him mm-hmm. and all that, but uh great honoree for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You wrestled for the Huskers and um, just got a great uh, amateur background. Um, yeah. Check him out. Like I said, if you have any promoters, Stu, any thoughts on Gary Albright?
0: Somewhere in my vast VHS collection of uh, Japanese wrestling promotions, Gary Albright lives. Uh, he's a bad dude. Uh, yeah, that suplex—that uh, video of his various suplexes—I I haven't watched it, but he—he he, works stiff. <laughs> he oh was, yeah, oh yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, and I remember the Nebraska singlet. That was very cool too. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I—I I think he's very very deserving honoree. I looked at his amateur record the other day, and it was pretty darn impressive. So. Uh-huh. This guy, uh, this guy was a real deal. So Absolutely. I think it's a great honoree uh, for the Hall of Fame and it will be uh, great to hear his story.
1: Yeah. And kind of to Tim's point about him working in the U.S., I think um, probably the closest early in his career, he worked Stampede. So maybe Canadian fans would remember him. He was uh, part of the, the Singh family with Makam Singh, who was also Norman the Lunatic and other characters. Um, I think he was like Vulcan Singh or something like that. Uh, but but other than that, no, I don't think he worked, really worked a whole lot in the U.S., uh, definitely known for his time in Japan, uh, held tag team titles with Steve Dr. Death Williams and Stan Delariatt Hansen. Um, So, yeah, very cool to have him uh, honored this year based on his, his amateur and professional career. Well, uh, let's get right into it then with uh, this uh, issue of the Super Report. This is the issue from July of 1990. And of course, promoters, you can uh, kind of read along with us in the, uh, the show notes for this episode. Uh, we will have a link to this issue so you can take a look at it for yourselves if you've never seen it before. Uh, but we'll kind of go through this one. This is kind of a, I don't know, kind of a calm before the storm of Galacticon, the very first Galacticon uh, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks after this was mailed out um you know is, is that am i accurate on that mark i mean obviously i know it was, it was printed before that but we're just short time before Galacticon, correct usually yeah we would do it
4: um last week of whatever month before was so this would have been you know last week of june of 90 was when we were putting this together
1: sure okay okay were you feeling pressure you know doing this issue and planning the event
4: I think if it had been less of a recap issue and we needed more original material, it would have been a little more. But yeah, we just kind of did a clip show on this one. As sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that works out given the timing of everything. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll figure out why here as we explore. We... Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, to to start off this issue, we've got a really cool cover. I, I liked looking at this. It was kind of a a little flashback of the past issues that we've covered on this show. Um, but we have all of the covers from let's see, August of 1989 through June of 1990. Um, on one page, so kind of just a collection of the covers. And you know, not only was this just kind of a, a flashback to the past year, but also it tied in well because we're going to be talking about the voting for Club Galactica Year Two Achievement Awards. and the uh, the covers were one of the categories. so that that made perfect sense to include that. Um, you know, I, I've talked before a little bit about um, you know some of the the early editing features, Mark, um, how, was it difficult getting all those covers, you know, shrunk down? I mean, what was back in 1990? What were you doing to get these in one place? We were taking the
4: uh, reduce feature on the copier and probably going down. I don't think you could get them that small. So that's probably at least two reductions worth on each one of those covers uh, to get it. So there might be, you know, slight degradation in quality. I can tell the cosmic forces look a little bit splotchy on that (laughs) number 89 (laughs) one. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that's how we did. And then you just, you know, cut them out, paste them in uh, literally with, you
1: know, glue sticks
4: and scissors. Yeah,
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, and then right inside, uh, before we get to the rankings, you know, kind of get your little introduction here, yours and Bob's, and you mentioned a, a new program uh, that was used to publish this issue of the Super Report, and that is called Publish It. And you describe that it works like magic, Um, you know I would love to see see this program of course compare it to today's technology but just you sound very excited about this you know any memories of publish it Mark (laughs) yeah
4: because this one um, I was using I was on the yearbook staff uh, at my high school and we had a program we had we used max for that and there was a program called ready set go Mm -hmm. uh, that was the uh, word processing well kind of like not word processing but like the publishing like if you wanted to make Mm -hmm. something look like a a publication that's what you use and publish it was very much like ready set go so the the formatting you could uh you know bleed over into other pages you mm-hmm. could you know it was just kind of like that oh if this didn't fit on that one just click this and the the all the text will you know magically go into the next column so it mm-hmm. made editing a lot easier um but i do remember i think i said even in the the opening thing like we're getting a little frustrated with <laughs> figuring out mm, yes. how to use it because it it did I believe it was because it wasn't quite as good as Ready Set Go that I was a little bit like, you know, oh well, that doesn't do it like I'm used to. Sure. Um, but it it was it definitely was better than the, the the little dot matrix looking stuff that that we had before, um, sure. which was you know like five point type or whatever it was.
1: Right, right, okay. Uh, and one other thing I just want to mention here, I just kind of giggled as as I was reading this that you say that with Galacticon coming up in a couple of weeks um promoter brian Barrow has offered to silkscreen galacticon shirts for club members uh and they had to you had to order this in advance uh and so that he could have them ready for the convention um it mark or or uh or matt or tim i guess either any of you get the galacticon t-shirt i don't think anybody did
2: i I was wondering (laughs) if it ever happened this
1: is like the concert you know it it,
2: it was was a potential event that never happened
4: Yeah. yeah Well, Well, Brian didn't show up to that convention, so you know that's probably and he was supposed to, right? He was going to, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. something happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I know you're out there, so yeah, whatever it was, I don't recall, yeah,
1: okay. Well, you know, where's my goddamn t shirt, Brian? That's what we (laughs) want to know. Um, I know, you know, Chad being a collector of many things wrestling related, I'm like, I'm surprised I never saw the Galacticon 90 t shirt, but now I know why, so okay. Well, let's get into uh, one of the regular features here in the Super Report, and that is this month's rankings. And Stu's going to tell us about some things. We do have some some uh, new news and uh, some changes to talk about. So, Stu, go ahead. We
0: do, Corey. Let's. Uh, and, and promoters, you can certainly follow along if you're doing so and looking at the rankings. You can see uh, who's who's in the rankings one through twenty-five. As usual, I'm going to focus on the top ten and get some commentary on that. Uh, let's look at the Galaxian ranking, rankings. Uh, the champion this time is Wolf. Uh, he is up one spot from number one, so he didn't have too far to go. I imagine Wolf. Uh, well, he's continuing his run as a very popular wrestler, as a very popular wrestler, and I imagine that's going to continue as we move along in these editions. The rankings one through ten are Thantos. He was champion uh, previous edition. He is now at number one. Number two is Spike, up one spot from number three. Trading places with number three, Star Warrior, who is down a spot to number two. Uh, the Galactic Punisher holds steady at number four. The Bounty Hunter holds steady at number five. And Pulsar Prime holds steady at number six. So uh, four, five, and six are pretty consistent. Number seven is Commander Sam, up one spot for number eight from uh, the previous edition. Number eight is the Mad Jester, down a spot from number seven from the previous edition. Biggest jump is number nine. Exo King was, uh, he was at number 19. That's a pretty big leap. And I'm curious as to why, but uh, because he didn't get an upgrade yet, to the best of my recollection, unless I'm not remembering that correctly. And then number 10 is Bishop Hell, down a spot from number nine. Any thoughts on the top 10, gentlemen, especially Exo King? That's a heck of a leap. I'm talking about
4: Exo King. So, you know, to see him at least get back into the top 10 with all the other original for competition in there is is kind of nice to
3: see. Um, we haven't done Hey Mark, I think mm-hmm. is
1: anybody else hearing his audio?
3: Hey, could you say that again?
4: Uh my Oh, it's no Yeah, it said my internet connection was unstable. Oh, Sorry. okay. Okay. That's okay. You know, I was yeah, I was unmuted. Okay. Sorry, I'm here now. Yeah. The uh, the fact that Exo King is is getting in there since we talked about that before uh, in past issues how he was an underachiever but you know now that he has more competition uh, getting back up there I mean making moves in interplanetary as well you know somebody there was more than one somebody had to have been doing it. that's not just one person responsible for that uh, and and expanding to uh, twenty five spots uh this time too uh,
1: probably just because we had the room to with the new program I, I think it's interesting to see like somebody like a lord nexus kind of dropping a little bit with all the new talent coming in and yet somehow with expanding to 25 lightning is 23 <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's the reason wow. i expanded to 25 just so i was gonna you say
0: lightning in <laughs> no, to lightning in, yeah <laughs> Let's stick with the uh, singles rankings. Let's do interplanetary since we talked about that. And then holding steady is Spike. He was champion in the last edition. Uh, The top 10 are Wolf, jumping three spots from number four. Number two is the Bounty Hunter, holding steady at number two from last time. Number three is is Thantos. He was at number one last edition. So he falls a couple of spots. Number four is Bishop Hell, up one from number five. Number five is Star Warrior, dropping a couple spots for number three. Number six is Bolstar Prime. He holds study at number six uh, from last time. Same with number seven. That's the Invincible Kroken. He was number seven last time. Uh, number eight is Commander Sam, who makes his debut in this uh, interplanetary rankings this time because he was outside of the rankings last time. Number nine, as uh, Mark mentioned, Exo King makes his debut in the interplanetary rankings. And we have another debut wrestler in the interplanetary rankings, at least for this edition. Uh, with Octagon, he is at number ten. Any thoughts on the interplanetary rankings, guys?
4: Bike seemed to be kind of that. I think for a lot of people was probably the not not yet the top dog, but I mean, well, I mean, he's number two. But I, I think a lot of people were still seeing him as interplanetary. But you know, with the update, um, that certainly changed for me. I remember. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean names still some of the old guys are still in there cracking well cracking a new card with commander sam and Exo king and Actagon all getting in there hey why Damn. not kind of cool
2: seeing seeing a guy like commander sam kind of jump up a list like that i think so too he
0: was always a favorite of mine um i, I liked uh, when he got the blue card and we saw him in the prime edition but i i liked his uh, first edition too let's go over to the tag team rankings first uh the galaxian division uh, we have the Gladiators. At, uh, they are the champions, and they were the champions last time. Numbers 1 through 10, the Greek gods, up one spot from number 2. Cosmic Forces, trading spots with the Greek gods this, this edition. They were at number 1 last time. Number 3 is Titan Power, up a spot from number 4. Number 4 is Nightmare, up three spots from number 7. Number 5 is the Bomb Squad, making their debut. Nice to see that. always kind of like them. Number 6, the Defense Fighters, also making a debut. You're going to sense the theme here, folks. Number seven, making their debut is the Norse gods. How? We don't know. Number eight, the Special Forces, making their debut in the top 10. Number nine, also making their debut is the Galactic Cups. And number 10, in keeping with the theme, the barbar yes, the Barbarians make their debut debut in the tag team rankings as well. Lots of debuting teams, but then again, we had more new teams. So nice to see some new blood in there.
4: Any and the Norse gods, or... gods are back, baby. Norse gods didn't <laughs> really, <never> really leave. <laughs> I mean, seven's a little more believable than like three or some of the other times they've been up that high. You, know, yeah, you know, I agree. Little, 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 yeah, inflated. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we expanded to 15 on the, the tag team ranks too. But, I mean, the Gladiators, they were just the force. Once okay. they got those cleansing cards, I don't know who was beating them. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's just cool to see what the expanded rankings here, the variety of team. I mean, the fact that you could do 15 teams, of course, 16 with the champs. I mean, just how loaded the GWF was at the time all around um, singles and tag. But, you know, a lot of these teams are, are two more singles based wrestlers, but just what a cool time for tag teams.
0: All right. Well, let's look at the interplanetary tag team rankings. Uh, the champions were the Cosmic Forces. They were champions last edition uh we'll do top five in this one uh, the greek gods are staying at number one the gladiators uh jumping three spots or excuse me two spots from number four to number two the barbarians hold steady at number three the eastern dynasty good to see them uh they were at number two they dropped to number four this time and <laughs> there's those pesky norse gods up two spots from number seven to number five so uh and I guess all of that's in keeping with the Galaxian tag team rankings. But any thoughts on these guys?
4: What are the gladiators doing in interplanetary competition? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some people were keeping them there, I guess. Uh, they were never the the second tier for me. I mean, it was just kind of the nature of it. People they did their own things um eastern dynasty Th- those are all um, the people
2: that had the norse gods as their their galaxian right. champs so they were they were pushing the glads down into the the secondary realm exactly
4: bizarro galaxy i guess yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah i would like to see the eastern dynasty kind of hanging there they slipped a couple of spots but you know they were specifically kind of like built as a tag team with the tag mechanics and uh and that so um maybe they'll bounce back up i can't recall
0: We'll find out. And last thing we had, he had a new feature, uh, which I think was great, showing where some of the uh, new wrestlers were landing in terms of overall rankings. Uh, They didn't crack the top 25, but they're climbing. Uh, We had Mayhem at number 27, Count Necros at number 30. The Matador of M83 at 37. I'm sure that's gonna change as we move forward. Lance Atlas at 38. And Whiplash at 39. So some of these new arrivals, these debuting wrestlers or uh, in Whiplash's case, a new re- uh, redone wrestler. They are uh, coming on strong and uh, sniffing the top 25, getting ready to crack into that. So I think that was a great feature to have and certainly uh, kept people's interest going with the new War Games editions.
4: Yeah, and I know if there would have been, because I think it's a, later on, we're over 100 members in the club at this point. The more members you get, the less you have those just like jumping in, like yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. at the top with the the new cards. So this is kind of good that it it you know is actually representative of what you know a wrestler would do working their way up the ranks.
1: Mm-hmm. I I think it says something that Whiplash is with that double backside beheading and you know just a, an improved card down at thirty nine again just all the all the talent that had come in in the, in, in by this point. And that, Corey, concludes our rankings for this particular edition. Thank you, Stu. Well done as usual. Well, as we mentioned at the the start of this recap, uh, kind of the highlight of this issue is for promoters to vote on the Year 2 Achievement Awards. Uh, Tim's going to give us kind of a a rundown of the uh, the nominees uh, for the various awards that we'll find out, out about in a future issue. So, Tim, take it away.
2: All right. Well, yeah, this was kind of the main event of the newsletter. And as, as Mark had kind of alluded to, there was some uh, some reprint things because there were some stories and things like that that were reprinted so that if you hadn't gotten the newsletter pre- previously, like I hadn't, you can kind of catch up and, and uh, you know, submit your vote for the, the things that you wanted. So uh, here were the categories. We had the fan story of the year, around the galaxy card of the year, the best new match of the year, the new member of the year. The cover of the year, which obviously, you know, all the covers on the, the cover of this issue, uh, newsletter of the year, Federation fanatic of the year. That's the big one. Uh, and the fan story. And um, pretty cool. I mean, the fan. So the fan story of the year, uh, we've got nominees, Chad Olson, uh, hey. absentee, absentee Chad, wait, wait, Matt <laughs> Congrat—I I not I don't know if you won, but maybe congratulations or maybe not. Uh, Dave Simonak, uh, who else do we have here? Brian Barrow, who didn't get me my t-shirt. Uh, Myron X Coleman, uh, blah, blah, blah. David Barnes, suspending himself. I always liked that, that was a cool thing. And then uh, Earl Goodman with that uh, Doomsayer of the 21st Century Dr. Frankenstein. I always thought that was a very good article. Uh, for the Around the Galaxy card of the year, uh, we got the best of the tag team tournaments by Rob Minacci. Cosmic Campaign 24 by Myron X. Coleman. Galaxian Cade 2102 by Randy Barring. Barning? Is it Barning? I'm sorry.
3: Interesting how he was in
2: 2102 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> he gets he's he's working it. Uh <laughs> Solar Sing System Singles Tournament by Mike Rich. Matt Mayhem by Earl Goodman. Clash of the Cosmos 47. Heart attack by Chad Olson. Boo. Uh, no, it's actually Classic Cosmos 7 but that it's it had 47
3: nice. scaffold matches.
2: It did.
1: It, was, it's, it did. It's it was the, the heart
2: attack. It was yeah. the, <laughs> the the scaffold match elimination tournament.
1: The funny thing is it did actually have a scaffold match on it. <laughs> <Of> course, <yeah. laughs> look, look at our shocked faces on this podcast. I mean, yeah,
2: like that
4: that's kind of like breathing. It just take yeah.
2: <laughs> Star Wars 1 by Rodney Yannis and The Iron Man Ultimate Challenge Series by Gary Williams. So those were your nominees for the best uh, card for around the galaxy. Best new match of the year. I'll tell you the one that should have won. I think I remember which one did win, but I'll tell you the one that definitely I would have voted for was the stretcher match by Mark Taggart. I use that match all the time. I thought that was a great, great, uh, great special match. The martial arts match by Mark Bain, Titan tornado match by Mike day pit of death by chip Fletcher, the Armageddon match by Myron X Coleman and the Fort Knox match by David Bazzy Baznett, uh, as we know him on the discussion board. The new member of the year, Martin Addison, who we would learn more about in the coming weeks as he dressed up like Bishop Hell at the first Galacticon. Joel Ainsworth, David Barnes, the aforementioned David Bazzy Basnet, Thomas Keane, Mick McKinney, Jeff Menapace, Eric Michelle, and Rodney Yannis. Tim, you weren't on that list. Well, I I just, I just joined. So they they didn't, they didn't know how freaking awesome I was yet. (laughs) He had to pace himself getting in
4: there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like gangbusters like that.
2: (laughs) So the cover of the year obviously would be based on the, the the various covers of the newsletter, the newsletter of the year. uh, Anyone from August of 89 through July of 90 inclusive. Uh, Federation fanatic of the year. This is the one that everybody wanted to get all the, the promoters wanted to get Brian Barrow. Uh, who definitely wouldn't have got my vote after I lost out on the damn T-shirt. Um, th- th- not the, not the, that there's a theme or anything. Uh, Mike Day, Axel guest, I've heard of him. Uh, Mike, is it BEMS? Burns, Mike Burns. Burns. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Bl- blended together there, the, uh, the R and the N. Mike and Kelly Rector, who are apparently considered one person. Uh, Chad Rue, Myron X Coleman, and Kevin cheddar maybe yep. uh and david barnes you missed chip fletcher and boyce
4: johansson though in the middle there i did about-
2: miss boyce johansson yeah. and chip fletcher how did mike and kelly get in it's one
4: because they they ran a they ran a joint federation they did. Yeah. It Ah,
2: great. okay Got so
4: it. we just yeah
2: but very uh very cool and then the next few pages kind of reprint some of the uh uh the stories that the, the promoter stories that they had written and the around the galaxy cards and things like that. So, like I said, and, and the special matches, like I said, you know, makes it kind of cool for guys like me who were just coming in. This was either the first or second issue I got. And so I wouldn't have known who to vote for, but now I've got all this stuff right there. So I could go back and kind of read through the stuff and, uh, and, and know who to vote for. So, um, Mark, what are your, what are your memories of, of coming up with all this stuff for the, uh, the achievements?
4: Um, well obviously some of those like the match of the uh, best new match or round the galaxy card of the year some of that was just our subjective you know we just had to pick one out we i know that we were trying to do it so that it was we didn't have more than one from each issue and some issues i don't think are uh they don't necessarily always have a, a representative from that month maybe but um yeah i don't recall what the criteria were for something like the around the galaxy card of the year i mean maybe scaffold match being involved had to be part of it uh but um i do know like you said that the ffoty was you know kind of a lot of people really wanted that although as as you look later on in the the issue some of them didn't send in like you know their their platforms for you know why they should be the federation fanatic of the year I did look, though, I remember we had talked about with the special matches and uh, Bazzi's Fort Knox match. And when I looked at the rules again, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely use that match. Not often, but I do remember the whole thing about the combination. Like he says, you you roll three, roll the two dice three times at the beginning, you get your combination. Example six, 11 and four. So that's, you know, going through the match you have whenever you roll for that, you have to get that combination. Uh, once you get the first, obviously, you don't have to roll those three numbers every single time. If you got the six, then it was good, uh, for the rest of the time. But I do remember using that stretcher match. I, i use that one a few times too. So there were some pretty strong, uh, matches in here. And, you know, the Armageddon match, gosh, that goes without saying, doesn't it?
2: Too? Yeah. I, I would agree. <laughs> I mean, there's some good stuff. Yeah. yeah they, I, um... I, that stretcher match, I, I, I always love the way that, um, uh, you know, it, uh, the kind of just, took a chart that was existing and then used it. And that's what they did with the feud table. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mark, Mark did for that stretcher match, because there there were, I believe results on two, three, 11 and 12, where you would get carried out. And so that's kind of how he, you know, added that into the, you know, made that part of the, the special match, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. I, I, when Chad first kind of told me about the rules for doing the stretcher match when I first started playing, I'm like, it's so simple. It's so cool. You know, <laughs> Um, and I'm glad we, we finally, uh, when was that end of 2021, we did an updated ringside companion, uh, very large. Um, and we included the stretcher match rules officially. We kind of had to tweak it a little little bit because there've been so many feud tables that have come out and promoters might not have the same one. So we did more of a chart based on the feud table and, and everything, but otherwise the rules were very similar to what Mark came up with. So I'm glad we could finally, after all these years, make that an official match in the game.
4: Yeah. And the martial arts match, I mean, that kind of prefigures all the UFC and, you know, mm-hmm. fighting kind of stuff. Good 10 yeah. round match, uh, three minutes per round, um, you know, and, and POWs, so, you know, the, all that mm-hmm. coming later. You know, that, that was sort yeah. of, a, you know, kind of a precursor to all of that.
2: Yeah. So, Mark, Pretty did cool. you have any any thoughts on like the 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 different new members? I mean, who had been really active of the, that group?
4: Let me look at that list again. Um, where are you? Gosh, there was so much reprinted in this one. Uh, the new members. I mean, David Barnes was definitely involved a lot. He, was, he had a Federation Fanatic of the Month uh, in there as well. So uh, that kind of would have made him a front runner. TK and Bazzy both contributed a lot. Um, Martin, you know, he had his moment, uh, <laughs> as we all know what that moment was. But its it's funny that pretty much all of them were not like, they, they weren't just there and gone again. Like they, they were fairly long time people. Like all of those folks that I, I look at, I, I don't remember them falling off uh, fairly quickly after that. So I, I don't know if they continued through the entire life of, of the club, but they certainly were there for a lot of it.
2: That, 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 that was kind of my, my impression as well, because I remember all these names down the road, contributing different things, whether it be matches, articles, results. Um, so yeah, kind of cool. Did uh, did did you have any favorites in any of the categories at all, or Earl Goodman's
4: uh, doomsayer story? <laughs> that is that's one of the best. I mean, I was jealous of how good that story was the the writing in that. He just did such a good job for the fan story of the year uh, category. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I I have to you know be impartial, of course, for all of that. <laughs> um, but I do remember that one. Just as soon as I got it, was like, goddamn, we got to print that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an automatic print
1: very cool well thank you tim for that recap and we look forward to finding out uh who wins in these various categories does that come in the next issue with Galacticon coming? mark or do you i mean off the top of your head do you recall does, is that in the same issue or
4: yeah yeah because it says uh the votes need to be in by like yeah july 18th so oh yeah that would have been in time for because the convention was like right I think probably the reason I said the 18th is because the convention was that weekend right after that. So I didn't want to have sure. all of that stuff hitting at once. Right,
1: right. Very cool. Let's go over to Matt, who's going to give us the latest on the Club Galactica Dream Federation. Matt, what is new in the CGDF? I am
3: reading right out of my original copy of the... yes. Uh, PubGalactica super report here.
1: Promoters, this is wonderful to watch on Zoom because it looks like Matt's reading a newspaper, but it's a he's got the actual printed super report in front of him. It's it's awesome. Still in (laughs) pretty good shape. It Um, is. It looks like it. (laughs) May 26th with the uh, CGDF went to
3: MSG in New York for the Interstellar title tournament. And uh, before I get to the semifinals, we got to talk about a crooked referee in one of the opening round matches. Uh, somehow maniacal Matt Dickenasher was disqualified against Kirk the Highlander Campbell, obviously a paid-off referee. I don't see that in the notes here, but I'm sure that that story is coming in a future issue. Uh, getting to the semifinals, however, mad Mike Luke over James the work, Kirk the Highlander Campbell, who was the beneficiary of that crooked ref, advances to the finals by beating Chad the Comet Bennett. The finals held at a Cosmic Cage match to determine the first CGDF Interstellar champion. And the finals will see Mad Mike Fluke taking out Kurt Campbell to become the Interstellar champion. So uh, there was a, a title match on the card as well where uh, for the, the main belt where the major ranger Axel Guest got the DQ in over Myron X Coleman. But he did not get the title. Title does not change. Hands in the Dream Federation on a DQ. But the big news on the night is the crowning of the initial interstellar champion, Mad Mike Luke. Uh, just a couple of selected cards. Uh, obviously, my character was uh, protesting before officiating as he did not appear in uh, Knoxville or Troy, New York on the uh, June 7th and June 17th shows as printed. But a couple of highlights from June 7th in Knoxville. Uh, we saw the Disciples of Death. Over the headhunters, uh, we saw the Supreme Court wasting magnum force and Myron X. Coleman then pinning Axel Guest in a Titan death match and a rematch from their MSG encounter. 10 days later, from the IRPI Fieldhouse in Troy, New York, uh, that show was highlighted uh, again with Myron X. Coleman pinning the major rager Axel Guest. Lots of title matches for uh, Axel Guest. A couple other things on the show. Uh, The terrorists shocking the wrecking crew. Kurt Campbell with a quick win over ravaging Randy Barney. Not sure who the official was in that match, but uh, those are some of the highlights from the month in the Dream Federation. We had some new arrivals. Nick Gizmo Merrill, who was going to be teaming uh, with the Galactic Gremlin, Thomas Keane as the Asylum. Uh, A few other new people introduced there as well. Uh, We have discussion of. Mark the Hitman Bane's hit zone, where Rob Batman-Wreck makes his uh, CDGF debut. uh, Pounding the bug with a baseball bat, which is entertaining uh, in and of itself. Uh, A couple of teams that are switching allegiances. And uh, then we got the rankings. Myron Coleman, the uh, champion. Axel Guest, despite getting three title matches, still somehow gets to be the number one contender. So he probably gets three more the next month mad mike luke uh the new interstellar champion at two joel conan ainsworth kirk the highlander campbell david goliath fisher james the bug work the total package martin addison maniacal matt dick and asher david budgie Basnet, and Babyface david barnes rounding out the top 10 the cavaliers still holding on to the tag team titles with the wrecking crew supreme court disciples of death headhunters and cyanide rounding out the top five and then that is uh, a quick rundown on the happenings in the Club Galactica Dream Federation for the month.
0: It's quite the feud that summer between Meyer and X Coleman and Axel Kest.
4: Well, we talked about this before. I think the reasoning was we all three would do a title match with whoever was the number one contender so that, you know, best two out of three between us, it wouldn't be just one person determining who, uh, between you know bob chip and myself there wouldn't be just one match determining the outcome of who got the belt so i think that was the idea there i do find it funny that you know this is 1990 so my brother hadn't moved there yet but chip's card was from knoxville and a couple of years after this my brother actually wound up going to university of tennessee in knoxville for his graduate degree so if we'd have known ahead of time we'd have probably given him the knoxville
1: card but
3: chip got that one <laughs> oh, well
1: thank you matt and thank you mark for that recap um, another one of uh, the regular features and uh, with all the, the content and the other uh, collection of items here I, I almost overlooked this one but we do have some new members this month and some very important members at least one very important member uh, to go through here so I'll read the, the list of names in their hometowns here. We have Rick Doucette from Millville, Millville New Brunswick, Canada, uh, Mark Van Meter from uh, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Chris Fells from Norwalk, Iowa. Dom Imbrenda from De- De- Deptford, New Jersey. Uh, Nick Merrill from Atwood, Colorado. Mm, I'm going to try not to say this too badly. John Guglizia G- <laughs> from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Luis Torales from uh, Lawton, Oklahoma. Joey Rakelli from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Jason Merriman from Cambridge, New York. Tim Dalton at that time from Batavia, New York. Stuart singer from uh let's see here from hollis new york and uh, then reinstated was gary overbay from port charlotte florida and uh mark also lists that the current membership count at the time was 111 members of the club galactica super report uh mark any memories of any of these new names or any, any thoughts on the list at this time i think
4: mark van meter
1: was around for a bit if i recall yeah. um, 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 um
4: uh Joey Racelli Ricelli however you say his name mm-hmm. he contributed a few things here and there some dalton guy um he, he, I think he owes yeah. me
2: money
3: yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah not those were the kind of the stand as far as the guy from baltimore i mean that's just you know italians don't know how to pronounce anything right so you know just say it however you want to i say that with a quarter italian wife
3: sitting in the next room <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, very good, very good, cool. So what CBA. did Gary
3: Overby have to do to be reinstated? Did he have to like pay back? Kiss the ring. Or... Or... <laughs> he, he had to kiss the pinky ring. <laughs>
4: He's the prodigal <largest laughs> son. Drive all the way up to Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <Came
0: home>. yep. <laughs> hey mom You know, in all seriousness, 111 members using 1990 technology. That's pretty impressive.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we started, I think, with the initial bunch was like 30 something like 35. So, you know, we're over mm-hmm. that size
3: at this point.
2: Pretty good growth. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I, I just remember being impressed that, you know, there were over 100 suckers like me that uh, <laughs> were, were kind of hooked on this game and wound up getting into the into the club. I was I was a uh, it was interesting to see that.
1: Well, uh, we've got a couple of Glaxian mailbag questions here from loyal promoters, and Stu's gonna share those thoughts with us right now. Go ahead, Stu. Thank you, Corey. And you'll sense the theme here too. Uh, The
0: the first question came from Don Don Boobin. In what handbook is there a system for making your own characters, and could you possibly send me a copy? And the answer to that said that there had not been a published system for creating your own Champions of the Galaxy characters in any of the handbooks or in the super report. Um, I guess that probably came with the first GWF files. Maybe we did something along those lines in terms of creative card guidelines. I can't remember.
1: I, I know they're I mean, I know they're out there now. It and, was a ways uh, down the road from this for sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
0: All right, and the next uh, question came from Dave Simonac. right? Am I saying that right? I never quite get that correct. Uh, will there ever be a contest, say for Invasion 2092, uh, to create a character for the game, along with suitable Federation history? Also, will it ever be possible to obtain Club Galactica cards of all the other wrestlers? and eventually there would be a contest was that was the first one kati or whatever katai kati, yeah. kati yeah okay. kati, was kati the samoan warrior which was an awesome card by the by um that's the one i remember so a little bit of foreshadowing i can't remember when did when did that come out was it 2093 or later i can't remember oh
1: much later i i want to say like civil war revolution okay, yeah war.
0: it was Oh, it was a Bendis drawing. That's It right. was Bendis. I was going to say, I was kind of thinking
4: who the artist was. and It was Bendis.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, the official response the, is was that Tom had been contacted about having character contests, and uh, hopefully someday he would follow through, and that did indeed happen. Uh, in fact, we had at least two, I know of, with Theodore Payne winning the ne- or three. Mm-hmm. Halcon Oro was he the other one? Okay. Uh, so those those three uh, definitely won the creative character contest. So. It was coming. It was on the horizon. So those were great questions, certainly for the time.
1: Didn't we also have uh, Varsity and Sabre at one point? Yeah, we did. That's they right. Were, they were a character, right? right?
0: That's, yeah. I think that's right. But the Vars- game
3: should be fun as is without having to make other wrestlers to add to and confuse everyone else with. <laughs> well, according thank you. to the smart, <laughs> <laughs> That was, you know, okay, what he's referring
4: to, if you're not reading or <laughs> following along at home, Is about the Dream Federation cards not being distributed. Uh, My part of that was, I didn't feel like printing them out and sending them to everybody. Uh, But the other part of that, I'm sure, is Tom going, hey, let's not get these characters out there to all these other people because I want to sell my editions and I don't want all of that stuff out there. Which is perfectly, he's perfectly within his rights uh, as a creator. But I do remember those kind of conversations where he was like, we can't put, you know, bootleg stuff out and, you know. Uh, which you know totally understandable
0: there you go good answer that's
1: it for that uh, section cory thank you Stu. of course uh we're just uh uh coming off the heels of the release of war games 2091 and this issue features a couple of reviews from promoters on that 2091 set so tim's going to give us the summary of those reviews take it away tim thanks Corey. well uh, we had three reviews one from mark
2: taggart uh of of illinois and who just got the package and had his first card like three hours later so there you go that that's a you know there's a committed guy right there um in all he said a great package with some bold new concepts uh i really have only one complaint i hate serpent Unman, which i don't think was an uncommon complaint i hated um, him too mark <laughs> but you know i mean I, I guess and he says in there you know i guess uh you know that's probably what we were shooting for so Um, he thought the thumb screw, uh, was an original finisher, but not, not sure how well it would really work, which I believe we, we talked about as we were covering the, uh, 2091 cards, um, his favorites were Mr. Galaxy and Lance Atlas. Um, and his other complaint was how can the Guardsman use a bite to the the head when his mouth is sewn shut? So, you know, that was, that was a common one out there. Um, next we've got Lee Wicks from, uh, Kirby and Ash, Ashfield, Nottinghamshire, England. Um, and and he wasn't as happy uh he said this in my opinion is the most hyped worst invasion yet the war games rules are nothing to shout about and i will not be using them i i, I really shouldn't make fun of him because i didn't use him either but um but yeah he he wasn't happy he did like justice though and i i do like the comedy says a finisher that lands 83 percent of the time is truly awesome except that pretty much everybody else's finisher lands 100 percent of the time uh, So okay. Um, also, he uh, he he said the continuation of the GWS history is very disjointed in pl- and in places lacks a little credibility. Because you know, a wrestling federation in the future with people from all different planets—you got to have credibility with this. I mean, come on, what are you talking about? For that's, God's that's sake! That's one of the better statements of all time. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you I know, want and then he goes,
4: wrestling realistic? Damn it! Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's still real to me." <laughs> And then he goes on to list some of his, uh, you know, some detail about some things he doesn't find as credible as they should be in a, you know, futuristic wrestling game. And then, uh, you know, uh, a frequent contributor, Myron X Coleman, uh, of Calumet city, Illinois, uh, talks about his impressions. He loves the artwork. Uh, I thought the char- character profiles were very good. Uh, September and serpent unmanned scare everybody, including his mother, uh, which, which is kind of scary. Um, and, uh, you know he, he he's going to uh, uh, basically be he's already using these guys. He said, "Mr. Galaxy's impact will be minor at best." Lance X, Lance Atlas is excellent on his own, and Justice only needs more experience to be bad. Um, and his thoughts on Count Necros were he might kill somebody. So there you go. There's the reviews from uh, from Mark Taggart, Lee
1: Wicks, and Myron X Coleman. Mark, any follow-up to any of these promoter comments?
4: Um. I mean Marks I think was the most on the nose, uh as far as like how things actually played out. Uh I don't know. I mean Mr. it's interesting that he picked Mr. Galaxy and Lance Atlas out of all of those others, uh, that were I mean, I know Lance had, had his uh his champions in the, you know, people who really enjoyed him. But yeah, Lee, I mean his his review it's. I, I think history has shown that that was not really the case because we've talked about how this edition was kind of just one of those foundational moments in in GWF history. So exactly, you know, I, yeah. But uh, yeah, the the <laughs> amount of times that something is is landing as a finisher, yeah, I don't think he thought through the math on that one.
2: Uh, he did so the much. math. I, I will give he him credit. The math. the math is accurate. Yes. But uh, I, I I don't think he kind of thought the whole thing through. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but I th- I like how uh Mark also says with the you know I got the package at three o'clock had the first card from six thirty to eight thirty nine yeah so <laughs> yeah unless that was unless that was a typo that I should have put in eight thirty that's very exact you know
1: <laughs> he's, he's, the he's, he's track
4: nine <laughs> minutes of, of a
1: card yeah. I, Oh, same. He's a, he's a loyal listener now. So, Mark Taylor, yeah. you got to tell us—is that accurate? Do yeah, I mean, I
4: I did say that there were, at the beginning, my opening thing. I said, you know, please bear with if we have any typos in here. So that could be a typo.
1: I don't know. That's uh, true. Well, thank you, Tim. And last but not least, uh, we hear from the uh, the head guru himself, Tom Filsinger with Philsinger's Follies. Matt, give us a recap of what Tom had to say this month.
3: Well, Tom is talking about uh, his own federation, uh, you know, some people may not believe that he actually plays, but he goes into quite a bit of detail on the actions in his personal federation with the arrival of War Games. So uh, Matador is one of his favorites, who's currently undefeated, uh, and has a, a big challenge coming from Darkos, uh, Mayhem, taking Tom's Fed by storm, capturing the War Games singles belt in a tournament by beating Star Wars with the leap of doom. Uh, Then attacks Star Warrior from behind after he was doing an interview on the fitness center, Mr. Galaxy's talk show that we never got a card for. Um, Mayhem ripped up Star Warrior's cape and costume. So that is the biggest feud in Tom's Fed. But the feud with Spike and the Gladiators is also hot. Uh, Spike and Massacre had a Massacre DQ'd. uh, Together with the Guardsmen, the the Gladiators washed the makeup off make up off spike's face to symbolize he's no longer a gladiator humiliating spike so that was going to be a big battle the galactic ops winning the tournament for the war games tag belt disputing with the powers of darkness he gets into his current champs the bounty hunter the heavyweight champion beating with wolf over the belt even though kraken is or kraken or kraken is trying to distract uh wolf a little bit uh the gladiators have paid him off uh, santo D'Abrini has uh Stepped in and threatened to suspend Kraken. We got a torture chamber match coming up between Wolf and the Bounty Hunter. Titan Power, an unlikely tag team title holder, in Tom Fed shocking the Gladiators to win the belts. Uh, beat the Cosmic Forces also in a Titan Death Match with Nightmare as the number one contenders. Interplanetary Champion is Exo King, uh, who's feuding with Proteus, who's a former IP Tag Champ. Um, we've got the. Mentioned uh, again that Mayhem and the Galactic Ops are War Games singles and tag champs. He's kind of keeping score in the War Games battle. The hero is currently winning 22 to 20. Tom is going to go to 100 points. And then he talks about some upcoming cards: the Survivor Series card and War Games Battle Zone blowout. And uh, mentions that he uses Club Galactic rankings to determine the challengers for title shots for the heavyweight and tag belts in his fed. And uh, only
2: here come the Norse gods, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, only uses challengers for the interplanetary belt uh, based on who's hot and action in his fed. so um and then he closes it with the old until the guardsman tries to use the bite to head move on his card and uh that is the recap on tom talking about what's going on in his personal federation i like how he said with the the keeping the
4: war games totals says heroes are winning 22 20 i'm going to go up to 100 after that i'm not sure what i'll do it's like <laughs> well shouldn't they win <laughs> Go to 100 points i think that's that's what the end of it is <laughs> oh,
1: it's up to you promoter <laughs> yeah.
4: but there will be plenty of time to think about it he said
1: right right <laughs> oh well, thank you matt for that recap and that pretty much covers uh, the main features of this July 1990 issue. Again, there's a lot of reprinted material for the uh, Achievement Awards voting. So if you missed uh, some of our previous recaps, you can uh, take a look here and see the candidates that are up for voting. And we'll find out in our next issue who won. So with that, I think we'll go right into our shout outs for this week. Uh, Mark, anything you'd like to shout out?
4: Yeah, uh first things first uh before we got going here uh if anyone was wondering about the davy g reference from earlier uh i was just listening this morning actually to the uh previous episode where everyone was talking about the first matches that they saw and i said that first match i saw in person i don't remember who the actual star was but uh, davy g was the enhancement talent and my friends and i were marking out for him really hard but of course he lost because he was enhancement talent but anyway sergeant slaughter headlined that card um As far as shout outs go, I had already talked to uh, Chad and Corey about this, but I wanted to show everybody here on the Zoom of something that might be coming to a uh, Tregostez Hall of Fame auction near you. My father was uh, cleaning out some closets because he still lives in the house where we did the super reports and I played most of my Champions of the Galaxy in my younger years. Um, And I happened to notice on the floor, there was this sudden death 2095 ballot that had been sent to me from federation headquarters uh unused because i didn't do sudden death (laughs) i didn't do it that way anyway so uh i asked Corey and chad if that would be something that someone might want in an auction they said heck yeah so uh i mean i'll even do something that's you know like a certificate of authentication this is this is mine this was the one that i had uh so if someone wants it there's that i did also find these might be a little less valuable just because of uh I have more of them, but I found about ten of these. Uh, Expect the unexpected, Mega Tournament Twenty One Hundred One yes. Flyers. Uh, so it's just kind of like you open it up and you see what's coming in. The You've got Pegasus there, Painmaster and Toxin and Wraith and Vertigo. Um, but these, I think, were pre- these are from the promoter GWF promoter days. Yeah. Um, right. And along with that, I think also was sent out this ca- Champions of Galaxy catalog of neat game stuff little uh, insert where you could send your stuff, uh, special offers and things like that. So uh, if they want uh, those as well, like I said, I got about 10 of those each. Um, but that was kind of a neat thing to find. Uh, so far, that's the only thing that I uncovered in that closet. I don't know if anything else will show up. But if it does, um, you know, you, folks are more than welcome to it. But I just thought it was really neat to find that. I just saw it poking out under the door. I was like, wait a minute. That says <laughs> Sudden Death 2095. <2095." laughs> I pulled out. Oh, yeah. I didn't vote in this thing. that's why i still have this um (laughs) so yeah uh look for that uh, at an auction site or wherever however they do it near you so i got to send it out to Chad pretty soon uh shout outs aren't really a whole heck of a lot uh my uh bowling son trevor just finished uh second he uh got a second place overall silver medal uh his highest finish yet at uh storm youth championships in louisville kentucky so that came with a 1200 $50 $50 scholarship along with it uh, and a nice silver medal. Um, so he's uh, working his way up in there uh, in the bowling ranks. I uh, finished at a local sweeper. He finished third last night against some adult bowlers too. So he did pretty well there. Uh, I'm wearing my Seattle Seahawks color rush uh, shirt in anticipation of the anticipation NFL season. Looking, at the, looking for a good season from those guys. Hopefully they can Pull off, uh, you know, some of the upsets like they did last year. Nobody believed in them, but uh, I believe in you, Gino. Uh, so <laughs> I'm uh, glad that, uh, you know, Matt and I were able to get along tonight. But, you know, that jabroni Chad who doesn't appreciate, uh you know, Italian director references and character <laughs> development. Uh, It's a good thing he's not here, uh, although he might make a run in at the end. Anyway, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Well, thanks for joining us Mark and uh thanks so much uh first of all congratulations to Trevor on his bowling accomplishment that's awesome to hear about love hearing the updates on that and uh and then also thanks for finding these uh this GWF memorabilia i'm sure somebody at galacticon is going to bid some money on that and that'll benefit the the hall of fame so thank you for sharing that with us i do have to say the uh the flyer for mega tournament that was about the time i started um playing the game regularly and i just started subscribing to the promoter so i remember that ad very vividly, I wasn't up to that set at the time, but just thought it was cool to see new drawings of the, the current storylines that were upcoming. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you, of course, for joining us. Matt, any shout outs this week?
3: How much would somebody pay for a shoebox full of Mark Asby letters in the auction? I got a bunch of those. Well, let's put them on the auction table and find <laughs> out. <laughs> I could tell
0: all
2: book. <laughs> there's only There's only one way to find out.
3: If I, if I dig deep enough, there's probably a Chad Olsen one or two in there, too, somewhere. Um, I, uh, before we get to shout outs, you know, I, Mark brought up uh, the last episode in the discussion of the, your first live card. And I know I, as I posted on the, the thread in the discussion but I remembered the, the Jesse Ventura-Tito Santana Intercontinental title match. I looked up the, uh, the card itself to see what the first match was. And uh, the first match on that show, so the first live match ever, was watching King Tonga defeat Ivan Putski. So, so there you go um it looks like the ic titles in the middle and the junkyard dog beat terry funk in the main event so it was, was not an a show it was a b show but uh that's all right some good names on there still some uh legends guys like uh nikolai Volkov uh, appearing on uh, that show the first of uh, several house shows in each right that i saw uh shout outs um Yes, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Rob. Uh, there's a Kronos 4-pack, which is unofficial. It's considered fan-made, but uh, it's out in mailboxes right now. I haven't gotten mine, although I've seen previews, but uh, if you're a Kronos player, or if you're just an old GWF player, there's some uh, some nice callbacks there. Uh, it's a good 4-pack, free of charge, so uh, there's a thread on the official board under the fan-made, fan-made uh, characters, or if you're on the greatest board of the galaxy, there's a thread there as well, so you can get your hands on a a free four pack to uh, enhance your Kronos fed. And otherwise, uh, once again, give Chad a huge shout out for not being here.
1: Oh, very good. Thank you, Matt. Tim, shout out this week. Well, I
2: I just want to bring up, you know, going back to our baseball uh, episode. I I think Stu's AL Cy Young pick may not uh, make it to the the, the finish line here. As I heard that uh, Jacob deGrom is, Getting set to undergo his second Tommy John surgery, so um, you know he looked good when he was healthy, uh, but the healthy issue is the kind of the thing.
4: Like Steven Spur,
3: <laughs>
2: um, you know, dealing. he's yeah, they he's don't take
3: pictures like they used to.
2: They don't, you know. Whatever happened to Nolan Ryan? Here's a guy threw one hundred miles an hour, you know, every pitch and pitched for like thirty years. I mean, through like three hundred innings a year. And now we can't keep anybody healthy and every, their arms are falling off. We can't. I agree. I don't know what happened. All that soy
4: for feeding kids these days.
2: That, that could be it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other than that, I just want to say that, uh, you know, just because I got shafted by Brian Barrow and didn't get my goddamn T-shirt, you too can get your T-shirt. And we will not shaft you because all you have to do, people, to get your Uncharted Territory podcast merch is go to tkostore.com. T-E-E-K-O store.com and you can pick up your t-shirts there. It's a, it's a real t-shirt. It exists. They look cool. They wear well. And I tell you, it's better than this t-shirt that I probably would have gotten from Brian Barrow had he had the cojones to show up and do what he told me he was going to. And that's all I got this week. I'd like to say, you know, thanks for listening and we'll be back again next week with one thirty-seven for you.
1: Well said, Tim. Very good. When you were talking about Brian's shirts earlier, I, I kind of paused thinking you were going to insert the t-shirt promo there, but good, good way to keep us promoters waiting.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I figured you got to wait till the end. You know, you got to, if you want to yeah. hear the, all the t-shirt promos, you got to You got to stay till the end. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well done. Well done.
0: Stu shout outs for the week. couple shout outs this week, Corey. Uh, number one, I want to shout out to the local college uh, baseball team, university of Virginia. They are in a super regional this weekend. If they win that, it's best of three against Duke. They will go to the College World Series. And the local fan base here is pretty fired up. Uh, college baseball is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a very similar experience to minor league baseball, very uh, family friendly uh, with a little more uh, of the passion you would expect out of college sports. But it's been a whole lot of fun to watch this ride. Uh, University of Virginia has been a, per- a perennial powerhouse for since 2009 or so when uh Current coach got there a little bit before that. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. I hope they can continue it. It's been a lot of fun to go to the games, too. Uh, my second shout out is to the best pro wrestling on the planet right now, which is the PGA Tour. Now, honestly, if you're not following the PGA Tour and the merger with Live Golf and the uh, World Tour, it has everything that makes pro wrestling fantastic incredible betrayals, great heels. Uh, former baby faces such as phil mickelson who's totally turned his back on the establishment has now become an incredibly great um just a fantastic wrestling heel it has it all the melodrama is just compelling i highly highly recommend it it is truly the best wrestling on the planet and with that i'll say thank you to matt and mark i always enjoy these episodes look forward to them a great deal and good night denmark
1: Thank you, Stu. You had me very confused. I thought I misheard you when you said the best wrestling on the planet was the PGA, but thank you for clarifying. <laughs> All right. Um, I will uh, give our my usual shout outs for the week and give attention to the fellow Phil Singer Games content providers, of course, Sam, uh, Mike and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games, Grant Pachoco and the Solo Promoter YouTube channel. Uh, Steve Tower at After Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Long Preen the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games character spotlight. I'll also uh, give uh, attention to those who commented on our episode 135 thread, and that would be Troy, Ken West, Justin Bulka, a.k.a. Pike Mojo, our t-shirt provider. Thank you, Justin. Um, the aforementioned uh, Mark Taggart, a.k.a. Emperor Scott the Flash Norton, uh, Pete Beck, aka Death Knight Two, uh, Grand Pachoco, aka Throwing Toasters, J as in the letter J, uh, Thomas Keen, TK, Matt Dickendescher, thank you Matt, uh, Zeke Gould, aka Mr. Vegas, hope you had fun at the Crockett Cup Zeke, uh, Matt Johnson, aka Iowa Oaks, uh, Sinestro Twenty Four, big fan of Grunt the Wrestling Movie, Todd the Tournament Master Rochelle, who did in fact sign Brian Danielson to the game, so thank you very much for that Todd. Uh, L. Divock, Larry divak and I believe that is it. So, thank you all, promoters, for listening and commenting on our show. Um, uh, you know, Matt kind of mentioned uh, wrapping up the school year, and my school year is uh, technically wrapped up, but uh, no more classes just in service this week. But, want to give attention to some of my uh, student athletes. We have one girls golfer who's going to the girls golf state tournament in, a, in about a week or so. Uh, she's a sophomore, so congratulations on that. We also have several of our track and field athletes who qualified for the state meet, which takes place this coming Friday and Saturday. Uh, Some of our boys, uh, two different relay teams made it. And one of those racers is also in an individual running event. And forgive me for not remembering which one. And then two of our girls track athletes, uh, one uh, shot putter and one high jumper. So congratulations on those accomplishments. Way to go and uh, keep up the good work. And otherwise, we just want to say thank you, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading. And we will talk to you again very soon. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash uncter. Again, tinyurl.com backslash uncter. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us, either audio or a written question, at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Eccles' great podcast cover artwork, or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inoue, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Phil Singer Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKO Store.com. T E E K O Store.com.
3: Insert Wolf Music. <laughs>
4: listening to the i think it was the last one where you guys were talking about tk asked about the first matches you guys had seen was that last yeah. episode yeah, yeah. And i had to think about mine and i know that the first in-person card that i ever saw which was at Frostburg state the headliner was sergeant slaughter nice um he was going against I mean, it was just a masked russian assassin you know so uh, I have no idea who was actually under it, but the first match on the card, I don't remember who the actual guy who went over was, but the enhancement talent was Davy G. And I just remember my friends and I being, you know, 13 year old hoodlums who were like, we're going to cheer for this Davy G guy. <laughs> so we're just like doing a Davy G, Davy G. And you know, of course he lost. So. <laughs> but I couldn't. That's the only thing I remember. I don't even remember who, who he went, uh, who he did the job to.